Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Hi, welcome back to Battle Ready. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are in Second Chronicles and we're going to start into chapter 7. We have Solomon building the temple. We have Solomon praying a prayer of dedication over the temple. And now we're having, in this lesson, we're going to talk about God answering. But before we go there, I'm going to have you lead us in. Tell us, I kind of led you in, but go ahead and add your perspective. <clears throat> I was just going to jump right in and read the first four verses <laughs> today. <laughs> I, have, I have some stuff to talk about, but I wanted to read the first three. All right, so let's start then. Start. Second Chronicles chapter 7. We're glad you're with us. Open up your Bibles. Let's get it out and let's read what it says. Verse 1. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement, and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Verse, verse 4. Verse 4. <clears throat> then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. It's kind of a first and then situation I wanted to discuss. Okay. okay I'm so, going to fix it so, so I can see any comments okay. while you're talking. Um, so don't do it too long because then I get all thrown off. I won't. Well, don't and look I at me. I think you're not listening to me. I am listening. Okay. <laughs> Just don't no, we, look at we me. We don't want that because I can't hide behind a fern. We have no decoration. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> First thing that happens when he finishes his prayer, and we talked a lot last week about that this is not a show prayer, but it's an example prayer. Mm -hmm. It's a model prayer that Solomon prays to teach his people how to commune with the Lord and what this temple is really all about, the truth of the temple, that God is not contained in it, but God will dwell among his people, and this will be representation of how he will answer, where he will answer. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the fact that you know Solomon keeps saying, Will you hear when this happens? Will you see when this happens? Will you do? And we talked about how God hears and sees everything. So that can't be what that means. Mm -hmm. What he means is when we pray toward this temple, will you hear with an intent to answer? Will you answer? Mm -hmm. Because we're calling on you and we're recognizing that you abide with us. And when, when I say, will you see? I'm not saying God sees everything. He's everywhere and ever present, right? Correct. But I'm saying... Will you personally get involved with what's happening to me? Like understand? Do you accept what's this happening with me done. when we pray toward this? So it, it's hear and see on a different level. And Jesus talks about that in the New Testament. He said, "You have ears to hear. Like you, you there's nothing wrong hear. with your hearing, but you don't listen. You don't hear me, mm -hmm. right? And you have eyes to see, but you don't see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. There's a difference in hearing and hearing, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? That's true. And seeing and seeing." So it, just saying that first of all, but, but my, my first and then is this fire from heaven deal. Mm -hmm. This isn't the first time this has happened, mm -hmm. but I've never seen fire fall from heaven and you've never seen fire fall from no. heaven. And, and that can be something that we just, and fire fell from heaven and then we go on and read. Okay. But that's a else? big deal, right? It's a big, big deal. It fire fell from heaven when the tabernacle was finished mm -hmm. in the wilderness by Moses in the pattern before fell from heaven when they uh walk through the wilderness right by night and day fire, fire was in the heaven that led them and guide them mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. later on Ezekiel after we have several kings later we're going to have Elijah. elisha 
right, to have a contest between the prophets of Baal that are idol worshippers, tearing the nation apart, persecuting mm -hmm. believers, mm -hmm. and God will answer by fire in the same way he does here. Mm -hmm. This is significant. There's times when, like, okay, so he, he, kind of what, I think the debate behind this chapter, this is how I'll say this, and you, you help me if you don't see it this way, please. But the debate behind this chapter is which part is God doing and which part am I doing? This is kind of this chapter and the chapter previous. Solomon pours out his heart and asks God to do all these things. And when God answers in our chapter, he says, I am more than willing to do all these things. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I want you to be willing to mm -hmm. do. Here's a condition. Here's what, here's what I promise. Now but it's, this is what I need you to promise. But on top of that is this picture right here where Solomon has an obedience completed what God asked him to do. He's David started it. He's mm -hmm. completed the mm -hmm. process and now he's waiting cuz all of this is for nothing if, if a real God, God doesn't, doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. And first the fire falls from heaven. These sacrifices aren't touched till God does it first. Then when you get to verse 4, it says and then king the king and all the people made sacrifices. Mm -hmm. So there's something to me in the fact that the work begins with God and the work ends with God mm -hmm. and my work because I'm trying every time I'm reading the Old Testament I'm thinking first of all let me see Jesus in it mm -hmm. and second of all how do I apply this to my life mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. the work that I have to do is hinged and fenced by, by what God started mm -hmm. and what God will finish he's the Alpha He's the Omega. The first fire that falls, and without it, nothing else means anything, mm -hmm. is the fire that falls from God himself. Mm -hmm. Right? Or and the when, final fire or when that we read about in the book of Revelation. Comes from heaven to earth, right? It right? starts with him. Starts with him, ends with him. The Bible says that one day this earth will burn with a fervent heat. The very elements will well, melt. And it says that there's, right? a, there's a fire and a fire. There's mm -hmm. always a start and a finish. And, a finish, mm -hmm. and it ain't me. Mm -hmm. no, <laughs> that's Jesus that's Christ. True. Right, my job is in in whatever manner He allows in my human frailty, being obedient to His plan, to imitate what He's already mm -hmm. done. God didn't have to right? answer Him at all, but He does. But He does. He doesn't have to talk to Him later or two and say, "Hey, now this is between you and me personally, Solomon." He doesn't have to do that either, but He does. Can you imagine what a fool Solomon would have looked like? after that prayer on that platform with his arms out raised, making this big deal about this is a real and living God who answered my father and now he's going to answer me mm -hmm. if, if God hadn't shown up. Mm -hmm. But God does show up. And that's what it says. Let, now, yeah. God, let thine eyes, I beseech thee, be open. Let thine ears attend to the prayer. Now, therefore, arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou and the ark and thy strength. Let thy priest, Lord God, be clothed with salvation. Let thy saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord, turn not away the face of thine anointed. Remember the mercies of thy servant, of David thy servant. That's what, that's what he says right before he says it's an end of prayer and fire comes down. So just to say it again, God started the fire in the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. That was the traveling tent sanctuary of God that traveled with them in the wilderness while they were moving. I, God started the fire with Abraham yeah, well, when he walked he, among absolutely. the pieces, right? God started it with Abraham. Abraham didn't touch the sacrifices he, he laid out because God told him not to. He told him not to. And then God sent the fire. God started the fire in the temple. 
and God starts the fire in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, what happens on the day of Pentecost? We just went through this. If you celebrated mm -hmm. this in your church or talked about this in your church, that every after Jesus ascends back into heaven after his 40 days after his resurrection, they're told to go and wait. Mm -hmm. And the disciples and apostles are in the upper room. And the women, the followers of Christ, of 120 people are there gathered, praying, mm -hmm. waiting, mm -hmm. listening. And the Bible says that tongues the Holy fire. Spirit fell like cloven tongues of and to cloven fire. Cloven and thought, tongues of fire above each of them. That's not an accident. Mm -mm. That wasn't an accident that this is fire. And that the fire this time is not consuming the sacrifice because in the New Testament, we are a living sacrifice. We're not a consumed say, sacrifice. Doesn't it also say that our God is a consuming well, fire? Well, I wrote that down. And exactly. doesn't it he say, is a consuming And doesn't fire. it say that he will baptize you both with fire? The Holy Ghost. And fire. And with fire. And there it is. Mm -hmm. This wasn't something they made up. This is something they saw. Mm -hmm. This It was a sound like a mighty rushing wind. But fire has saw. a sound, right? Mm -hmm. But they saw this fire. Mm -hmm. But they're not consumed by the fire. Mm -hmm. And in the bush, don't forget the Moses because bush. They're a different kind of it's sacrifice, burnt, but right? It's, it's on fire, but it doesn't consume it, right? I present you, brethren, living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. To present that one, yourself, a <laughs> Junior holy would be proud sacrifice. of us. We kind of sort of got that right. right? <laughs> a living sacrifice, mm -hmm. holy. It, this is a different kind of thing, but again, God is the one who starts it. God starts the church. <clears throat> he starts mm -hmm. it, and He'll finish it. Mm -hmm. And, and he starts the nation of Israel, and mm -hmm. he'll finish it. He starts the worship in the temple, and he'll finish it. What's it say? I like being bookended in <coughs> Excuse me. You like what? I like the fact <coughs> Sorry. that anything <coughs> I'm asked to do, anything that is my part in whatever God asked me to do, is encased in what he's done and has promised to do that can't fail. My part of it is just, just a piece and what he's already started, and he will finish through me. And he's at the end. I like that. I was trying to think at the end. Doesn't it say that he, um, they're all gathered around, and he, my words, he kill, he slays them with the brightness of his coming? The, the, with the brightness it of It doesn't his say fire, but it mm -hmm. does say brightness there, doesn't it? No, but when John describes him, he says those legs like brass out of the fire. Like he is, the, our God is, you were right, his a consuming his, fire. His he eyes is are like flames of fire. His eyes are flames of so fire. Which but, means, it, but the brass, which like means, it's been in But what that would mean, Glowing his eyes see mm -hmm. through, I mean, can decipher. You know, it talks about the refiner's fire, right? And I often have to be put in my place when I get overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit because I can think too much of what my role is and not realize that he started it and he'll finish it. And James says, our life is but a vapor. It's just, just a flower it's, that's here it's and gone. just a second. Mm -hmm. And I make it so important and, and, I, and I act like it's the biggest deal and, and all tore up about it. Mm -hmm. And I forget that he sends the fire to start and he I was, send the fire to end. I, I keep saying this that, morning, but I'm overwhelmed by that thought. I was, I, I was thinking this morning, and I don't know if we're, <clears throat> it's the same kind of thought, but maybe it is. Um, when I was doing my Bible study this morning, I was thinking about us getting ready to go on our cruise and getting ready to do something we've never done before. And I thought, I, in a way, I can't wait to be out in the ocean Mm -hmm. And look up into the sky just to see that there's nothing there, right? Nothing but the boat 
and whatever, well, I don't know what you can see, but I would guess there's not going to be anything. And then it occurred to me that sometimes when we holler out to God or when we cry out to Him or when we're, we're just a speck of a thing, just a speck talking to the creator of the universe and He cares. And yet, we're getting ready to read mm-hmm. that the kind attentiveness and, and the closeness and sweetness that the he, Savior yeah. we serve to a speck. But to a speck. To a speck. But I think, I think sometimes yeah. we have to... <clears throat> And I don't know if I'll say this right, because it was kind of an impressive thing for me this morning, for myself. You know how that is. When we study, I don't know if anybody else does that or not, but when I study something or when you study something, we've talked about it before, sometimes it's meant for us, and it cleans mm-hmm. our hearts, and it and it moves our spirit, and it, and it does things for us that we don't even know how to tell you what it does. But in that moment, I thought, that's humility. That's the right perspective that I'm a speck, and he is the God that has created everything, everywhere, all things, and yet he starts it, like he's you so said, and, he's, that he can it, take care of and he speck. can take care of that speck. And can, any and speck. And wants to. Yeah, <clears throat> and talks about, you know, it makes a um, way, makes has a plan, has a, a thought, has a, has a purpose. That's just amazing to me that specks have purpose. What's talked about in verse 2, we've spent the last two times we were together talking about how God sent his glory to fill the temple and how it's like a cloud, that Shekinah glory of God Mm -hmm. cloud. And the fact that it is so overwhelming and so filling and so absolute Mm -hmm. that the priests can't stand in their offices. They can't Mm -hmm. stand in its presence. Mm -hmm. Again, that goes back to, I am God, your assistance Unneeded yeah. to completely fulfill this thing. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Well, I yeah, I'm going to allow you to do your roles, and I'm going to allow you to come in and have your your courses you, and the things told, the priests do. And I said this up. Roles were. But without you, I'm still, I'm God. still God and can fill every part Absolutely. of this and every part of the role and the plan. And you don't expect to find that you. in Second Chronicles <clears throat> in chapter but seven. It's true. You don't expect to find it where we are today. Not only is he the author. Not only is he the finisher, he's all the deal in between. Mm -hmm. Everything that is accomplished in between the beginning and the end, he's big enough to do on his own with or without your assistance. Mm -hmm. But thank God he allows us to assist. But he likes us to have some assistance. He likes us to be And he makes us a part of the plan. I think that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And verse 3, just again, I think these first three verses, but verse 3 again is like when they see it, Mm -hmm. the only thing they can do. Is because on there's faces. only one response. When when you see the glory of God and you see that consuming fire that he is, like you say, that proper perspective, there is one response. Their faces to the ground on the pavement. These people have been celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the last of the feast. They, they're literally at this time they've living been, in their tents around been, the capital. They've been doing this for getting, 14 days. Preparing mm-hmm. for this celebration mm-hmm. for, you said, months, almost a year. Well, when but I, yes, the it's kingdom been about a is. Mm-hmm. But now we've got these people gathered in Jerusalem from, the Bible will tell us in a few verses, every corner of the mm-hmm. kingdom, the farthest mm-hmm. reaches. Everybody's come here to see what this is happening. And when they see God, it is such they an overwhelming... Mm-hmm. overwhelming moment that they are on their faces before him worshiping mm-hmm. just there's no other response there's no other response and they're you know on what? their faces and worshiping. here's the thing that <clears throat> I, I don't think is different i think this is the same i think in society we've convinced ourselves that god is just a myth or it's just something that people cling to i i did i had a person tell me once 
that it was things, this was just for people that were weak. It wasn't for people that had intelligence and that were strong. This is for weak people. They believe in a myth. and they. But, but there is coming a day when we shall see him and they're going to fall on their and faces. The and, the Bible, God, and the Bible says that they wail and they're fearful and they run and they, and then, but it also says whether they want to or whether they think they will now or not, every knee will bow every tongue will confess whether you did it right or you didn't do it right or you whatever there is not going to be any mistake that this is god and you should have known that jesus christ is lord and I, and, I, and, I, and I hate that because i know there's people that i love and care about who are in that place where oh, this ain't nothing it is something like i feel like when that moment happens and everybody falls. I can almost feel that. Mm -hmm. Everybody falls to their face in worship before the presence. God's not contained. Mm -mm. But the abiding presence of the Lord God, mm -hmm. when they fall to their face, I can almost hear it start as a whisper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can For too. For he is good. And his mercy and endures his mercy forever. Endures for, and I can hear it get And what is mercy? Loud. We talk about that a lot. But what is mercy? <clears throat> mercy is... I'm mercy is when someone I'm gonna see if I, I can say it a different way than what we normally say it in church if I if I'm extending mercy then I have the authority to hold you accountable for what you are which is guilty so, and I say no I'll pay that debt I'll take that price I'll do it for you his mercy unmerited favor Libby kind of talked about this grace and mercy do go together she talked about this during the revival my daughter she said that she had a professor at Cedarville explain to her she, he asked the class you know when you talk about God's grace or you talk about God's mercy what are you talking about mm -hmm. and and one of the students they kept we don't trying to think careful, of examples that's a that's a Christianese words and people use it and they don't know what it means sometimes when they came up with the examples they said well it would be like you doing something completely unexpected and undeserved for your wife and bringing it home and it just being so overwhelming that she couldn't believe how much you loved her that you would do this wonderful sacrificial thing for her and the professor said well that that's a good idea and i can see what you're saying with that but he said this word is so much different because the grace and mercy of God is not towards someone who's in great fellowship with him or someone mm -hmm. that he's in relationship with, but it's toward his enemies. It's toward his enemies. We were the enemy of God. When you give him mercy especially, it's like when you have righteous right. power over mm -hmm. that human being or that person to completely and totally in righteousness destroy them because they deserve because it. Because they deserve that. Mm -hmm. but, but that human being or that entity says to you, have mercy on me. Even though I deserve this, please don't give me what I and deserve. What, and what this person says, what I say as a Christian is, <clears throat> I'm, I'm clinging to Jesus. That horrible, awful sacrifice that he did, that debt that he paid, that terrible cost, I'm his. Not because I could do it. Because his mercy endureth forever. Because his mercy endureth forever. And because he, you deserve the cross. I and did, I right. deserve the cross. We were, and we're every, guilty. All human beings deserve to pay for the sin that they've committed. Be separated from God forever. But mercy means, yeah, you deserve it, but I'm not going to give it to you. Because when you turn to me and you ask for mercy, not only does God give you mercy, he gives you, you grace. grace. He, only does, he not only stops giving you what you do deserve, he gives you abundantly what, what you, you don't, don't deserve. deserve beyond all measure what you don't deserve 
And that's, I can just see the sound, I can feel the sound of this picture. Mm -hmm. Starting out small. Maybe two or three fall down at first. And then getting so loud, your heart feels like it's going to burst. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are they saying? He is good. He is good. And his mercy endureth forever. And so then after you, that, so after what would first you do things if you saw first, a fire fall from heaven and an answer to a prayer in a, I mean, I, I mean, this is real. Here's where, this here's is true. where, this is right. What do this we talk about? Our imagination sometimes. I don't jump in with you. I don't Matt think on this one so far is a, this is no, like, an but I'm awesome, just saying, think about how that would, how, what would that happen? I didn't add if, much jam to that. that no. That's what they're no. doing. That's true, but I'm saying yeah. sometimes if you put yourself in that spot and you think about it as if you were there, mm -hmm. I can see them gasping and then falling down. I can see them trembling, being afraid. Is is it going to do more than just fall and consume the sacrifice? Is it going to take care of me, right? It's good. And it's mercy endures mm -hmm. forever. And that's how right. they know that. Because yeah. he doesn't wipe them off the face of the earth <laughs> right. for what they're doing, right? But, but it's like after that, that's done first. Mm -hmm. God did all that. Mm -hmm. Then the king and all the people offer sacrifice before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And they offer a lot of sacrifice. And I just want to watch this pattern because it's all through this chapter. God's the initiator of the goodness. Mm -hmm. Then people are asked to respond to him. Mm -hmm. And then the more they respond in their sacrifice and their giving, the overwhelming abundant response of God the Father blessing them mm -hmm. just overflows the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's like they, they do this little bit of giving on their part mm -hmm. and then God, it's like a tsunami. Mm -hmm. Which is... Because he's not, God is not needy but he allows them to have this interchange with him. He's giving all the things to start he realizes, with, right? You know what? He realizes we are a speck. What's the Bible say? He realizes we are but dust. He knows our frame, right? Our little bit, but he doesn't is dishonor we, it or disrespect no, it. He, when we bring, our, we, when we bring what he asked us to bring, mm -hmm. but right? our little bit is all we got. Which God never asks you to bring anything unwillingly or anything you don't have. When you bring what you can bring, God respects that gift, and mm -hmm. that's the word used. That's what he, he used. respects that. Mm -hmm. He honors that. He he give, he treats you okay. So everybody hates to be treated like patronized. Mm -hmm. Um, thought little of for your contribution. Like people going overboard, telling how wonderful it is when you know you, they don't think mm -hmm. it was very good at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say that. That's what it That's is. That's not what That's God what does, no. right? No. God doesn't say when we bring our gifts and our offerings ourselves that in the New Testament, we are the sacrifice. Our, okay, think how pitiful, <laughs> but me, myself, my body, my life, my time, my love, my devotion, my priorities. House. When I give those as a sacrifice to God, God doesn't say, well, that's a worthless gift mm -hmm. because you don't have much energy and you don't have much mm -hmm. time and you don't have much wisdom and you don't have and he many also, talents. What you he don't also have these does things. is what he also doesn't he do still is say, my sacrifice. he doesn't say, well, you know what? Your mother did so much worse than or you did. Or compare me to my neighbor. Or your neighbor. It's not like that. He doesn't say, we do that. Okay. We do that. Like somebody we does think. when you bring the macaroni salad to the picnic. They don't say, <laughs> put that over there. You know, someone else brought a hand. I would what love what he salad. says is, that, that's acceptable. Mm -hmm. That's acceptable but to me. human nature right? doesn't allow, in human nature, we set the comparisons. 
It isn't yeah. a comparison thing. By the way, I like macaroni salad. I do too. offended by that. But it's Go not, ahead. But it's not a comparison thing. I'm not supposed to worry about what you, I'm supposed to help you and encourage you and and do whatever I need to that to, and, to move you. you though. But I shouldn't be sitting around comparing. Not because they're evil, because they're honest. I guarantee you that mm-hmm. the people around you sometimes, when you are being a living sacrifice to God, look at you and me and different ones and say, surely she don't think that's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Why is she wasting her time? time doing it? Well, I'm sure that's true. Right? But God says, that's all I ask. That's all I want. You can't give I want, any more than you That's have. all I want. I've given... So that and I made you and watch and you uh, give that back and, that's and then all you can I'm do. gonna flood you absolutely and, and the only one I should care about caring about what I gave is, is him yes it's God and he said that's it that's all that's all I asked for mm-hmm. is you I gave you and see <laughs> I and, and see I think in some respects and I know I keep going back to this little speck thing but in some respects I think that's when we're humble when we realize humble isn't a show humble isn't an it's a life. When I realize that everything I'm able to do came from God. So giving it back to him in whatever I can do back, that's all he can ask. That's all he wants from me. But the greatness of God is I am never, ever, ever treated like a speck. No, he doesn't never treat one like time. a speck. It's good for me to know. Mm-hmm. But I also need to know he doesn't look at me that way. Because he doesn't look at anybody. When we see his interactions with his people, he doesn't think he she's knows, just a speck. But he, he thinks, knows our because, frame. And that's not, that's his grandeur. Yeah, well, yeah. That's but, his magnificence. But it says, Bible says, he, doesn't think he knows our frame and mm-hmm. he knows we are but dust. He doesn't yet, expect does us. does not treat me like He dust. doesn't expect us to be He's like me, him. He expects us to be what we what, are. What's the verse that says, for those who believe he has given the power to, to become be the sons, the sons of, God. of God. That's a long, long way from speckhood. That's true. That's a long way. But when I look out into but the I sky and I that. see the yeah. stars and I realize that this God is so much bigger than what my mind can even wrap itself around, mm-hmm. then I should recognize mm-hmm. that he is the awesome God and I am just that little person here on earth, mm-hmm. that little speck. But you're right. Yeah. I'm amazed because I, went to, I, to, I was going to start this way and I thought I'll wait till after verse 4. <laughs> this, this is what I wanted to start saying. I can remember when my babies were small. Now there's going to be, there's a, lot, there's a lot of people that will think this is a controversy. It's not, not up for debate. And it's already like 20 years ago, so don't worry about it, okay? But when my babies were little, I let them sleep in my bed. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't, and that's fine. Do, do you. But my babies were just close to my heart. And, and then as, as there were more and more, because I had four one on my back, one on my leg, one over here, <laughs> foot in my mouth, one over here. And still, the the best feeling in the world is mm-hmm. for them to be as close to me as, they can be. as possible. Mm-hmm. I love to see the great things they do in the world. Like mm-hmm. Olivia just graduated, and I can't wait to see what God's going to do in her life. Adam's getting ready to go to college. Lena's in the middle. Can't wait to see their accomplishments. So proud. And they tell me, hey, I did. I got the, and they have this such good A ideas. plus on my mm-hmm. paper, and here's some the vision I have for the church, and here's what I want to do in the community. Mom, I want to run this business someday. I am so thrilled at the bigness that God is doing in their life. Still the greatest joy I have with them is when we're all on a queen-size bed, Mm-hmm. Talking. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody's as say close this, as they can and be. I, and I know that you know this because where you are in your life, but it's the same thing for me. 
Right. When the kids are when, close, when you Physical are all around to me, me and every, not just your kids, but you and Kate and when you're all around me and I get to hear and listen to yes. you laugh and play, oh, I can't think of any place That's I'd rather be. That's the best be. thing There is no place better. And when everybody is just close to me and we're in fellowship with one another, and I feel like that's what happens here in this chapter mm -hmm. because we go from the greatness and the grandeur and mm -hmm. the beauty and thousands and thousands of sacrifice, 2,000 oxen, 120,000 sheep dedicated. Solomon has to stop things for a minute and, and make over. the outside holy mm -hmm. unto the Lord with a prayer and a dedication so that they can offer it outside because right. the tools of the temple aren't big enough to contain what, what's being offered. Now, this is kind of different for us to understand because there's that... Those offerings that go into the Holy of Holies that are very special and dedicated for the removal of sin, these are like, we would call this like Thanksgiving offerings. We would Offer, call this like praise offerings. offerings. Mm -hmm. And you, they could be done outside. They didn't have to be done the same exact way. But Peace they had to offerings. stop everything. To, mm -hmm. they, and you got to eat. So these mm -hmm. people that have been camping out this time, that are at the temple now until day 23 of this month, mm -hmm. it says they're going to be here for seven days. They are feasting. They're giving days. to they're God, but they're getting days, so. more. Mm -hmm. Then they're giving. Mm -hmm. They're getting a. They're giving a little bit. They're getting a huge amount. They're worshiping. They're praising. They're celebrating. They're happy. But There's, and that's all big. And they're recognize. And they, right? And it started with recognizing that He, he is, is good, good and His and mercy endures forever. But I like the second part best. Where they okay? Because the second part is where. Mm -hmm. Solomon goes home, mm -hmm. and Solomon's all by himself. So before you go there, let's don't let's go back to verse ten. Okay. Just, just to, just to say, because we okay. we skipped from verse four to verse ten, but let's go back to verse ten just to catch, just to make sure that okay. as we're going we can, through we this, we're about reading it, but it. Yeah, it says verse ten, and on the three and twentieth day of the seventh month, he sent the people away into their tents, glad and merry in heart, for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David and to Solomon and to Israel, his people. He didn't forget that it was in David's heart to build right. this house and that he's the one that started this. And so this says, Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart to make it in the house of the Lord. And in his own house, he, prosper, his, he prosperously effected. In other words, he did everything. Completed. That, if you remember when we That's talked about the tabernacle. Completed. If you remember, we talked about Moses going back through and looking at make it sure to make done. sure that everything was right and everything yeah. was done the way he was said to do. And that's, that's kind of what it's saying here Solomon did. He did the same thing. But the people are happy. They might have been scared a little bit over here in verse 3 when the fire came down. But oh, they, yeah, they're happy. For seven days, they're happy. But, but they, they might have started yeah. out with a little different over here. Wait a minute, that's fire from God. This is God. Yeah. And then it ends, this is happy. But right? I like the next one. And so because, now we're so verse 12. I love really <clears throat> wonderful church services and abundant praise and beautiful music. Mm -hmm. There are introverts and like extroverts in the to, world. It's kind of like right? a follow-up to our revival. We right? had an awesome revival. They're, they're so wonderful. I've never seen fire fall from heaven. I've never mm -hmm. had a seven-day church service. I've never had all these sacrifices or seen the grandeur of this moment. This is very special. Mm -hmm. But I've been in services you felt like you could float out mm -hmm. when you left. Mm -hmm. And the presence of so God full. was so real you could feel it on your so on full. your person. You could just feel God everything moving according to his plan and his will and watch him be praised. And you know it has the same thing they're saying he's good mm -hmm. and his mercy endures forever. And I've seen it do that. But I like the God that goes to your house. 
I like the God that when that's what I was telling you with my done. children, when when we're whispering together at night, mm-hmm. when my heart is communing with your heart, and there's no separation because of Jesus Christ, because mm-hmm. He's brought me right up to the throne of the Father, and when I'm talking to God. It's whispering in his ear. I'm not screaming. And you know I'm what, not shouting. You I'm know not, what else you're doing? Think about when intimate. you're think about when you're talking with right? your children too. It is your pleasure to teach them things and show them things and share things and to listen to what they're saying and say, Oh, I can help them fix that. I know what to do. Exactly. Right? It's God's pleasure. It says it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. But I also think like I thought this morning when I was doing our my devotion, it's his pleasure to show us him. Mm-hmm. in the world in the places that we've never been before in the seas that we don't see in the in the just anything it's he likes what does it say he likes for us to search for it because when we when we climb up in bed like that with him he's he's willing and able and ready to share as much as we want it's amazing i don't i think it's a good I analogy cherish i think it's a great analogy of the lord mm-hmm I do too. I cherish that, and I and I'll say this here: if you haven't had that, somebody said to in me, a while, "Are you saying God talks out loud to you?" And and I, I, Matt I had no, a, no, Matt was Pastor talking about Matt that had today, a, uh, and had I a said he has that. never talked out loud to me. He not but that he I can has ever talked remember. through his word, but he's talked through his word, and he's talked through that. I'm I'm pouring out my heart in prayer, and then there's peace, mm-hmm. and that still small voice. And that, sometimes with me, it's almost not words; it's just the it's the quiet of. Mm-hmm. You're okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that, that you're falling that apart, but I'm not. That mm-hmm. rockness of the Lord, that, pre- that, that and His I'm presence in control. is there. Don't forget, I'm still in control. Don't forget that um, you, you're not supposed to be able to solve week, all this. After Sunday school last week, someone came up to me and said, after our lesson on Sunday morning, she said, "I know exactly what you were talking about today." She said, "I will be in a fight with my husband, and I'll think there. I just don't even know how." to fix this or I don't know what to do about this or how to make this better. I don't, it doesn't seem like there's a way out of it. And she said, I'm, I've learned to just go to God and say, God, you're going to have to fix this. I don't know what to do. You just take care of it. And she's like, you know, he always does. He always does. And I said, don't you love that he always does? Well, You'll my- have to fix this. And then the, here's the secret, the secret in the sauce, right? Is to let him. Let him. That's right. <laughs> to not to go back and try to and, and wreck to it yourself that again. You can but, mess it all up. Or try to get him to mm-hmm. see your way, but to just allow God mm-hmm. to bring that peace and bring that solution and bring that. Because you can't see it if you're going to try know. to fix it yourself. I just it like is that a, it says the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. But here's the other thing that I want to say. It's not just too. the public confirmation. It's it the really private isn't. It isn't. relationship. I mean, but, it, but it is a private relationship. But I think... When we are at the place where we haven't felt that in a while, right? I mean, we get busy and we get... You need to go back to saying he is good. He, you, that's exactly right. Mercy you need to go back to praising forever. him because yeah. somehow you get yourself focused on you. Right. And you, 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 he can't do anything when you're focused on you. But that, that humbleness, when you recognize that he is everything and you're part of his everything... There and I do that, that when praise. my kids are fighting too. Yeah, well, yeah. Say, God, I don't know how to make them talk to each other. I don't right. know what the right answer is. Mm-hmm. I don't know who is I do right. That. I've done that. A I lot. don't know who's correct. So, Lord, you take care of that, mm-hmm. and I'll just trust you to handle that because that's beyond me. And then the next thing you know, it's, it's solved, solved, and it's so solved, simply solved that you can't even believe it happened. Because that God easy. does things really well, and He knows what He's doing. But I got to get out of the way. 
And we've got to right? desire that communication. We've got to desire that closeness. Mm-hmm. He, you can be as close to God as you want to be. And it, not just some people. Everybody. All that'll come he, to him. I, there it is. That line All was, he is no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. He doesn't He doesn't do. We get so caught up Solomon in what humanity Solomon is in our example, does. but Solomon is not beyond what you can attain with God. Solomon is the example of the fact that God will not only publicly, if you're in obedience to his will, and you're going to find out later Solomon isn't always, when you're in obedience to his will, not only will he publicly confirm that, he will privately privately commune Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with his people. And he'll let you know, and it's also grace and love and mercy, when you're not in the right way. Mm -hmm. But by by sometimes that silence comes and Mm -hmm. says, okay, hey. Go back where you start left off. You stopped mm-hmm. somewhere. Let's get back to where we started. And all you have to do is ask. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't and know how God I'm trying to say. I don't yeah. know how to say what I'm trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is human nature doesn't change. We think we can do it on our own. We think that the way we decree that something should be should be the order that it's in. And God says, it's not, I didn't put you there so you could make up the rules. I've already made up the rules. Here's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to come to me. And his, his answer, I do want to read this and get to it, but I think it's interesting that we have two <laughs> answers here. And we only ever talk about one and we misappropriate it. Mm-hmm. But there's two answers. So here we go. Verse 12. In Second Chronicles chapter 7, we're at verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Everybody loves that one. Mm-hmm. But I wanna, That's a promise made but I wanna, to yeah, Israel. But notice up here he, he calls them, if I've done this and if I've done what this Solomon asked and about, I've done right? this, my people, mm-hmm. my possessive people, right? Right. Then verse 15 says, now mine eyes... No, don't go to 15 until we talk about 14. Oh, okay. Sorry. 14 is something that has been misappropriated it with great been. success. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> with great success. It's true. And, and God has, has honored the prayers of his people that take that and say, okay, Christian people, call by his name. If they'll humble themselves and pray and seek my face, he will, and they will turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. And that has been prayed by countless generations of Americans, Englishmen, mm-hmm. Roman mm-hmm. Christians. It, it has been used over and over. This is a promise made to, to Israel. Israel. You want to borrow it. God is God, and he's very likely to answer it. If we'll do it, God works this way. What, what, what does if it we'll say? If we'll repent and turn. What will I not turn away? A contrite spirit, but it wasn't made to all of broken us. Broken heart and contrite spirit. It was I made to Israel. Mm-hmm. But what I, what, what's interesting is you have two conditional phrases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have, if you'll do this, then, here is my response. Then I and will. everyone quotes that one. But if you get down to verse eighteen, eighteen, and you hear another if, I don't know if it's eighteen. I, it I wrote it down, but you hear another bunch of ifs. He said, when you do these. There's something else that's going to happen. So let's go through 15. Let's start back at 15. God says, Now mine eyes shall be open, and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen, 
and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. And as for thee, verses 17, if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shall observe my statutes and my judgments. That's an addendum on verse 14. Then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom according as I have covenanted with David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. But, 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 if, just but if. In other words, yeah, I'll always be here, but where will you be? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing we were saying when he says he sees everything, but I'm asking him to specifically see. He hears everything, but I'm asking him to hear and attend to me specifically. Mm-hmm. Same thing when we're saying where his presence is everywhere, mm-hmm. but the glory cloud fills the temple. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going anywhere, Solomon. But if. But if you go somewhere. This is what's going to happen. I'm still going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be righteous and holy mm-hmm. and, and good, good and, and merciful, merciful and all the things that God is. But you but won't benefit if. from it. So isn't it funny because in our revival, you won't, you we had a whole evening about but God. But there's but also God. but if. But there's a but if. Mm-hmm. And the but if is God is not going to stop being who God is. He is not. But you're not going to experience the goodness of it. Right. You're going to be separated from it if you, but by if, your choice. By your choice, because it's not. But if God decides to put His name somewhere else, or God decides to honor another place, or no. But if you, and this is what verse 19 says. It says, "But if," He's telling Solomon, mm-hmm. "But if ye turn away, and forsake my statutes and my commandments, you no longer want a part of me." which I have set before you, and you go and serve other gods and worship then. So if you forget... I will let you. I'm not going to stop you, right? I'm but not gonna I'm not going to change who I am, right? right. I'm not going to change what it is to be in a relationship with me. Watch. Do you know what? This is like the very definition. Anyway. <laughs> well, but this is, this is like... The best way to think about this is the picture God gave you, the picture of marriage. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if you're in a marriage? Some of you really can imagine because it's happened to you. And the ultimate betrayal takes place. And not only are they breaking their covenant with you and having a relationship with someone outside your marriage, but they, they're they not going to honor any of the commitments they've made to you, any of the promises mm-hmm. that they have promised you. They, they've said, no matter how good you are to me, I hate you, I'm choosing this over here. You don't run after them. Mm-hmm. You stand where you are mm-hmm. and you allow them to go. Mm-hmm. And the consequences of those choices and those actions that are inevitable because that's the way the world works mm-hmm. are coming. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not going anywhere, Solomon. Where are you going? But if you go, then if, if you, you choose turn, to worship these gods, says, turn you'll have a life that is the result of what those gods will bring into your and life. And what can they bring? Not what I can bring. They can't bring anything. Right? Right? You'll get what you've chosen. But if you turn away, turning away, then you won't be allowed. You you can go where you want, but you can't stay here. No. (laughs) Right? That's what God says. Mm -hmm. Not if you're not in covenant with me. And see, we have a society that... Because God has respect for himself. But we have society that, yes, he knows who he is, right? He's unwavering in his respect for himself. And we have a society, though, that has taught us that you don't have to put very much in. No, God has to put up with everything you do. Yeah, and he doesn't. And and God is love, so therefore, no matter what you do. He's going to love. God is just going to. There will be no consequences, and it's all God's fault if something bad happens in your life. No, God will remain who God is, and you may choose. 
to serve, to turn these away, other or to stay here. But you can't choose the consequences of that choice. They no. are what they are. Mm-hmm. And, and there are and always consequences. And he whispers to Solomon in that darkness of night mm-hmm. what Solomon most desperately needs to hear and the warning he needs to have, as you'll find out later. And, and it's not covered in this book because this, this, this book doesn't go in. It's not covered in Chronicles. Book, oh. It's covered in Kings, but it's not covered in Chronicles. The choices he makes mm-hmm. that are so costly to him that are literally a result of, of this away. warning. Mm-hmm. There was a, God not only says to him, Solomon, Yes to everything you ask me. Yes in a public way by the power of God and the presence of God and the communion of God. But are you going to stay? And he doesn't. But yes. Yeah. But verse 10 deserves read read again. So let's do it. But if ye turn away. Verse 10 or verse 20? I'm sorry. Verse tw- 19. Where are you? 19? I'm a 19. Okay. I can't even count That's today. all right. But if ye turn away. And I and again, I know we're hitting that part kind of hard. But that goes for every believer. Every Christian. Every I anyone. I this to one of my daughters today. I said, my dad always put it like this. Because I think this is. People have. They stumble on this concept. That God would allow you to make this choice. And have the consequences of this choice. After having I, been in fellowship with God. As Solomon is at this mm-hmm, moment. Mm-hmm. And I said. My dad always put it like this. He always said. That God is a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And that's the picture you need to understand. God is not going to force you into a relationship with Him or into that communion with Him. Mm-hmm. Even though God is, the Bible says He is desiring to bless you, the thoughts He thinks of you. Mm-hmm. David said, I can't even count the time mm-hmm. God thinks about me and wants to help me and wants to bless me. But God is a gentleman and He will allow you the respect of your choice. Mm-hmm. You can have all the the abundance or you can say, you know what? I've had enough of God Mm -hmm. and I want to serve these other things. I want to follow my own way. And I don't want, I don't want to be in that committed relationship, which seems to be an issue Solomon has. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And we see that in evidence in different ways. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be tied down to this and you can choose and God will allow you to choose. And I think that's something you need to remember. And then people get mad because things fall apart. And why didn't you fix me, God? Well, wait a minute. What did you do that got you? Sometimes what did you do Sometimes the bad things just happen. Sometimes you're reaping what you sowed. Mm -hmm. And it's kindness. Because God in his kindness is allowing you to see, turn your life back over to me. That's what, I, that's I'm what here it, to love and bless you. Turn your life That's over what the me. intent is to do. It is the intent is never to push you away. The intent is okay, come back. How do I know that? Because it's not as well that any should perish, right? But that all come to repentance. Mm-hmm. So if God says it's never my will, and He says for you to be lost, spirit, He's not making no. that up. A broken heart and a contrite spirit, is. He will in no wise cast out. That's, and that's exactly because it. He Sorry, wants you, you to return to Him. Right? Mm-hmm. That that is the will of God. But if you turn away but, and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I set before you, I gave you everything you needed. He's not talking about you make serve. a mistake because that's what the temple's about. The yeah. temple's about when you sin, come and, you and bless you. It's not saying you have to be perfect from here on out, Solomon. Mm-mm. It's saying you can't throw me away and enter into a relationship with false gods and expect my blessings to continue mm-hmm. on your you can't expect he that. is a jealous god he says Not, that and jealous righteously we're jealous unrighteously we don't have anything to be jealous about but god does mm-hmm. he he's perfect in his love and perfect in his provision and mm-hmm. perfect in his presence mm-hmm. it's unreasonable it's unfathomable that we turn our lives away from him but we do but we do 
We do. We do. And we all, and, and it says we've all, what is it? We've all gone all astray. We there is gone astray. We have, Everyone we all, to his own way. We, we all have that moment where I want to do it my way. Yeah. And we, we turn away, but. Mm-hmm. But while you're, he's going to let you. Mm-hmm. Right, and hopefully you're. And he's going to stand back. in one place, so you know where to go when you get. And I will come tell to your you, senses if you back. haven't, if you haven't figured this out, it's just something that I pray a lot. Protect me from myself. Don't let me be so stupid that I forget or I go off board or I don't. You know, protect me from myself, because I get in my own head. I get in my own way. Verse twenty, he says, "If I set all these things before you, and you serve other gods and worship them." Verse 20 says, Then will I pluck them up by the roots out of my land, which I have given them, and this house, which I have sanctified for my name, will I cast it out of my sight. I just want to say, I told you we misappropriate verse 15. Mm-hmm. We misappropriate verse 21 and 22. Because he he is, this is to Israel. Mm-hmm. I will remove you out of this land. And he, he did. did. Mm-hmm. And he took care of that house. But just the same did. way that the church and for generations and eons has used verse 14 and appropriate to itself appropriately, and God has heard it. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. The, the New Testament says, if I cast away that natural branch. Would I not do that for you? <laughs> will I not allow you mm-hmm. to choose to not abide in me? Like what he's saying, I will let you do the same thing as he's saying here. He I said, I, I will remove you from where you stand. If you won't, if you decide you want no part of me, you're allowed to decide that. And this house which I have sanctified for my name will I cast out of my sight, and will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all nations. Is that what it is? Is that what it was? Well, that's what it is right this minute. There's mm-hmm. nothing standing of the temple. Now this temple, by the way, people will tell you all the time Solomon's temple was a fairy tale. They found an inscription mm-hmm. in Israel just not very many years ago that's a dedication of Solomon's temple from his time, dated mm-hmm. to the right time period. This is a real place that mm-hmm. was destroyed mm-hmm. by the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. And then the temple was rebuilt and destroyed again in 70 mm-hmm. A.D., right? Right. And, and today there's one wall there. What do people point and say, hey, well, mm-hmm. you know, see that, see that dome of the rock? See that Muslim temple? That must be a better thing than what Israel worships because, look, nothing's even standing but that one little piece right there. Nothing's even there, which they're not even completely sure that that's part of the temple that's in it, by the way. They assume it is, and many people would believe it is, but there, it's not 100% guaranteed that that wall was even part. Of, so what is that, a byword? It's a warning. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, what they do. What they and do. And then a lot of people would, that, that have horrible racist beliefs toward Jews will justify it by saying, see, God hates them. See how their temple's mm-hmm. gone. They crucified They're Jesus. out of the so land. And nothing. see all these things, which is horrible and evil and mm-hmm. terrible in its own right. Because God said, my presence will be there forever. You know what forever mm-hmm. means? Forever. forever. So that, that means that God hasn't went anywhere. He's right there where <laughs> God he's always is always been. there. The Jews can be in his presence. The the Gentiles now, because of Christ, can be in his presence. All the, the Bible says of all the nations of the world that seek him can find him, right? Mm-hmm. In the New Testament. We know that to be true. But it, it is a byword. And it, says, it is a warning. And this house, which is high, mm-hmm. meaning be, it was wonderful. What is it? What was it? Um, I can't remember the specifics, but there was somebody who wrote historian-wise that when the sun was on the temple, you could see the shine of it for so many miles away. I don't remember what. I don't. I don't have that to say exactly. So forgive me. I probably shouldn't have said that. It says, "And this house, which is high, 
shall be an astonishment to everyone that passes what by. Happened? So that he shall say, Why hath the Lord done this to this land and to this house? And there will be an answer. And there is an answer. And it shall be, verse 22, it shall be answered because they forsook, they the, Lord. forsook the Lord God of their fathers. Again, which, God didn't forsake them. Which brought they them forth it. out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore hath he brought all this evil upon them. Therefore, he's, he has allowed you to suffer your the consequences of what your actions were. Yeah. You have this because what I say, he's the author and finisher. He gave it all. You respond in whatever way that you are able, that God has made you able to respond. He pours out blessing on top of that. But when you start thinking, well, I'm doing pretty good. Look how great this country is. Look how great this magnificent place is. Look how awesome we are. We're above all these other people. You've forgotten where the start was and you've forgotten where the finish is. And you've started to worship what you don't even know, what you don't even mm -hmm. understand, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. You worship what you know not. Because the one that really made it, who wants to be known of you, mm -hmm. you've rejected. Mm -hmm. Because, hey, I don't want him telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. I would rather live according to my own. And dictate. I don't think I should have consequences. We live in a society where it's kind of like, well, no, I deserve that. How come I didn't get that? That's not fair. You got to fix it for me. I hate that word. What? Fair. <laughs> yeah. I get that thrown at me all the time. Yeah, it's not fair. When you're a mom, you've heard that's not fair. Way more than you ought to hear that's not fair. <laughs> that's true. And, I, and I've told my kids, and I told them again today, believe it or not, they're good kids, but I told them again today, if there's one thing I've never tried to be, it's fair. Mm -mm. Because can't. I think it's a horrible parenting strategy. I think it's a horrible strategy, period, to try to be fair. Because when you, mo what most people think of as fair is that everyone gets an equal amount. But the truth is everyone doesn't, that's not what's going to work. Mm -mm. No. Instead of trying to be fair, why don't we try to be and I know this sounds like the same word, but it's not just, which means lining up my actions with God, what God says is righteous and good and wise and holy. I'm going to try to be just, but I'm not going to try to be fair the way you mean fair. Fair mm -hmm. doesn't make sense mm -hmm. in a world of people that are individuals. I used to have a boss that would say, the fair is for pigs. Yeah. It, we don't, it doesn't work we don't do that. in a world mm -hmm. where people are different and mm -hmm. where you're as unique as a fingerprint. Or we and love them all the same. No, you no, don't. You can't. But you love them all. It's not about a different amount. It's about differently. Yeah. Yeah, because, because they need to, to be loved differently. They're different people. They're not the same people. And it's, and, and it's just, it's hogwash. You, God loves us because he intimately knows us and he made us. Aren't you and, glad that he loves us? I sometimes not I think, all the same. When I've been tempted to think, why didn't you make me like this person? Or why is my life not like hers? Why does it seem like I struggle to find this and this person has it in spades and they don't even appreciate it. And it's it always comes back to God reminding me, what I do is for you and for your good. And you have no idea how if I treated you like her, it would ruin you. That's true. It would tear you up, it would tear up your marriage, it would tear up your family. I'm dealing with you as an individual. That's very true. And, and I need to say thank you God that you don't allow me can you imagine how it would have wrecked my life if he'd answered all the prayers that I prayed? That's scary. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, scary. It is. If you had given me all the things I asked for, yeah. instead of loving me enough to give me what I need, what a wreck and I would have made. isn't that what we're supposed to do as parents, right? right? Well, we're done. Our session is up. Uh, we started just a little bit early, so we could. Um, we knew we'd be ending just a little bit early. It's starting to storm here. But 
we should we will probably not be here next week we probably will not we are we're <clears throat> getting ready to embark on an adventure we might surprise you but we'll see well yeah but but we might not so keep your bibles open pray talk to god find out about that relationship that you have with him and stay battle ready we'll see you next time <music>